Hey, before we get started, I wanted to let you know the episode you're about to listen to was originally recorded as part of the uh, subscription that the podcast used to have. Um, so you're going to hear uh, subscription references, subscribe to podcasts and things of that nature. Those are no longer relevant. Um, but otherwise, the episode still holds up. So, uh, okay, I'll get out of your way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. But not just any ordinary episode. It is the first episode of our ultimate subscription. Hey, give yourselves a round of applause. You made it. You've gone through everything to get here. And uh, I appreciate you showing up. I hope that this was worth it. Golly gosh. Um, but I'm your host, Delanel, and today... We're going to talk about the first issue of Ultimate Spider-Man. Showed up in 2000, September um, 6, 2000 to be exact. Um, so as this is published initially on the 5th, uh, we are almost exactly 21 years later. Um, I didn't do this on purpose. I wasn't planning on having it come out, uh, but... Right now, every Sunday looks like that's going to be the idea um, to release an episode. Every Saturday night, I block out a time now to record, to read the comic, to read the issue so it's fresh in my mind, record the podcast, and write up an issue for the newsletter. So that's my Saturday nights now. Um, so that way, the episode and the newsletter article are both published, they're scheduled to publish Sunday morning. So there you go. Uh, but for now, we're going to look over the first issue. It's called Powerless. Powerless, issue number one. This is an iconic issue. Um, this is one of the greatest, uh, most sought after comic book issues of all time. Um, and it really is just amazing just how uh, sort of uneventful <laughs> the issue is. Now, I mean, this is where Peter gets his powers, uh, but it does start off looking at his life without his powers first, and then he gets bit, and that whole sequence. Um, so, without further ado, I'm actually, I have the um, the article up on my laptop. I use Marvel um, unlimited. I've been subscribed for years now, I think years. And so I've just been reading different Spider-Man comics throughout the years. Um, so I have it on my laptop. So I'm actually going to go through it. I'm going to go through it and we'll talk about it as I go panel to panel, page to page. Um, so yeah, we're ready. So we start off with, uh, we're inside of a lab. And there's some text at the bottom of the screen. It says Oz Experiment 56, subject arachnid number 00. And there's a picture of a spider, I guess a computer screen. Um, so we see that. We move over and we see two people examining the spider outside of this uh, hub uh, that's contained in the spider. It is someone named Osborne and someone named Justin. We already know that this person is Norman Osborn, but that's uh, a good point. So even though we kind of know who the characters are, 
I'm going to kind of go through this whole series as if you've never read it before. That way, it'll prevent me from spoiling anything, especially if you're listening and you've never read the comics. You might be reading the comic issues and listening to my commentary um, as you go along. And so I don't want to accidentally spoil anything for you. I want this to be kind of an experience where it's like storytelling experience. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who these people are. Um, so we have a Justin and we have a Mr. Osborne. And Mr. Osborne starts off with, are you a fan of Greek mythology? And he goes through the story about this goddess who uh, was kind of like a seamstress and a spinstress, I should say, spinstress. And this mortal woman was also a spinstress who apparently was doing better work than this goddess. So the goddess got jealous, came down to earth, destroyed all of the mortal female stuff. The girl saw her stuff was destroyed. She killed herself. But then she was resurrected by the god to basically become a spider. Um, so here Mr. Osborne seems to be kind of going over the idea of spider mythology um, and, and I guess the first spider that has appeared or something. I'm not sure. Um, but that's a nice little setup while they're kind of working on the spider. Mr. Osborne has a glove on and the spider is on his hand. So it's like, you know, actually looking at the spider. Um, so. Starsborn gets a call from his lawyer. And so he starts read he starts uh, taking the call. And he says a few interesting things during the call. So one of the things that uh apparently the entire phone call is about the spider. We don't know it yet, but as he talks, we start getting bits and pieces of what's happening. Just enough that you can tell it's about the spider, but not enough to know what specifically the spider's deal is uh, and why it's important. And so there's this drug called Oz. Oz is a wonder drug. Oz is my most significant invention. Um, so that's what Osborne is saying. Um, so he's test he's been testing it on mammals, insects, and blah, blah, blah. But he says the spider seems to really take in the um so he's interrupted before he can finish. He says the spider especially has had some fascinating and then he's cut off. So again, we're kind of impl it's implied that the spider there's something with this drug and the spider's reacting to it very well and you know, he's he wants to move on the human trials but he's not it's not ready yet. Uh things like that. So he goes through the phone call, goes through the phone call. Um, and so while he's on the phone, he hands over the spider to Justin, who has no protective gloves. So Justin kind of freaks out and throws the spider into a jar with a lid next to it, but never puts the lid on the jar. So the spider we see in the comic ends up crawling out of the jar, and now he's out in the open. So... Those of you that know Spider-Man's origin story, you know that the spider probably is going to cause a ruckus later on. We'll have to see. So we leave that and we go, we see Peter. And it looks like he's in the mall. And um, there's a lot of activity here. 
and he's, you know, like I said, he's reading. Suddenly he has a piece of food, looks like French fried ketchup, thrown at him. And we see across the way, there's a couple of guys who are uh, keeping score um, of their food throwing, I guess. I don't know. We don't know who these, I know who these guys are, but in accordance to the story, we don't know who these guys are yet. We don't have any names. So it's just a couple of rowdy looking guys. Um, then there are two girls talking. <clears throat> One girl is saying that she's in the doghouse to another girl. And apparently, uh, senior day, all the seniors called out except for her. And so she ended up getting in trouble. So that was interesting. Um, but whatever, they're kind of two random girls. Right now, they don't seem like they're significant to anything. They're just a random conversation. But then we have two other girls who are talking. One is a blonde-haired girl, and one is a red-haired girl. Um, you might be able to tell who is who, but we're going to keep going. So this red-haired girl is looking at um, Peter, who we don't know it's Peter, but it's Peter. And uh, they're looking at each other, and then Peter gets uh, more french fries thrown in his face. Um, and the guys are once again one of the guys says it's a five pointer the other guy says it's a four so they're just this game that they're playing i don't know how they the point system and how it works but okay um then um she gets a new nickname so the so the two girls i was talking about the blonde girl and the redhead girl uh the blonde girl says i'm going to go to one of the stores i guess she's going to try on some tops and the redhead girl, I guess, is disturbed at how Peter is getting bullied. So she's like, uh, um, uh. And then the blondehead girl says, yeah, you got to study. And gives her nickname, Brainy Janie. So that kind of implies this might be Mary Jane Watson. We don't know that for sure. We don't have any names. Um, so we zip through a little bit. There's a whole ton. It looks like a taco and a drink are both thrown at Peter. And Peter gets smashed. And hit. now he's just a mess. And um, so this this uh, person puts his hand on Peter's shoulder. Turns out it's Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben shows up. And uh, Peter thought he was just being dropped off. But apparently Uncle Ben came in to get some pants. Um, but he spots Mary Jane, who is indeed the redhead girl. So now we know it's Mary Jane. Oh, my gosh. He calls Mary Jane over to where Peter is. And then, you know, so, okay. Uh, so MJ shows up. And apparently, um, Uncle Ben is uh, the man. Because he, he brings the two teenagers together. Then he gives this mean glare to the two bullies. Um, and they're like, all right, we're out. And they run off. So Uncle Ben ain't playing around. Very protective. I love it. Um, so he sits down and asks them about this project. Apparently, MJ and Peter were working on a project. Um, and apparently, they have a history of working on projects. As Uncle Ben says, you did great. You always do. Um, so, yeah. So they have some history. Uh, nice little friendship. No kind of romance, it seems. Um, at least according to what we're seeing now. 
Uh, so we scroll through the next scene. Peter is in school. He's walking down the hallway. Well, he's in the air in the hallway because he just got kicked in the back or the butt. And he's got his books in the air and he's about to fall and land hard. And apparently that kick was worth 10 points. Um, but then the other guy says six. So I still don't know the scoring method here. I guess whatever then they have a reference which i think is kind of unfortunate but there's a reference here peter is glaring at the boys who kicked him and one of the boys says "Uh oh looks like peter's about to pull a carry which is reference to um uh, the movie from the 80s um carry scary movie apparently at the time when i finally got to it it wasn't scary but you know at the time you know that was like had people shook. So either way, they skip through this, and now there's a guy called Harry. He shows up and is like telling the guys, "Hey, leave him alone. Like you know, let him chill, let him breathe. You're always on this case." Um, so, uh, and then one of the teachers says, "Harry Osborne and Thompson." So we have one guy named Harry Osborne, who might be. Uh, related to a Mr. Osborne. And we also have someone named Thompson. Who, I mean, we probably assume it's Flash Thompson. But hey, we don't know. You know, we don't know. So um, he says, you know, get out of here. Go to practice or something. And so some of the guys, they leave. Um, but before then, Harry talks to Peter. More specifically, Petey. And, uh, you know, they're kind of going back and forth. Harry's like, why do you let them do this? You know, like, you need to really lay low. And um, then we get some dynamic about the relationship. So Harry uh, is ready to stop by Peter's house to go over some biology work. And Peter's like, okay, yeah, it's fine that I'm doing your homework. And then Harry's like, oh, no, you're helping. You're just helping. So we kind of get the idea that most likely Peter is, in fact, doing all of the work. And Harry's just there just to be there. Um, but anyway, Peter's like, yeah, I'm helping you, whatever. But can you, like, tell your guys to leave me alone? Like, I'm doing you a favor. Harry basically says, eh, You'll be okay. Just let it slide. And then he says, I can't really do anything because I have a status to keep. And that's the end of that. Um, oh, and also he says, see you on the flip mode. So, yes, the uh, comics are dated with certain references. And it's, uh, it's a rough patch here. Next scene, we have a basketball scene. They're in the gym. Uh... Looks like Flash. Now we have his first name, so his name is Flash Thompson. Flash is in the middle of dunking a ball, looks like. Coach is on the floor with the, the rest of the guys. Like, all right, yeah, woo! And uh, Kong, um, so now we know his name is Kong, the big guy. He uh, also knocks in a shot. It's great. It's Peter's turn to shoot. And as a basketball fanatic, I was curious to see how they would and uh, animate how they would draw him out he is left-handed uh, at least when it comes to shooting basketballs 
his hands, his shooting uh, motion here, he's definitely left-handed. I'm looking at his release form right now. Uh, so it's interesting. He airballs the shot, like completely misses the rim, barely hits the backboard. And a sign of the times, the coach calls him a woman. Now look, it's the year 2000. The WNBA had just shown up like maybe a few years prior. But it's not like the WA was like a big thing. So we never really seen women play basketball. We don't really think that they can play basketball. And quite frankly, today, the WNBA's game is still severely lacking compared to the guys. But it is what it is. And so um, he calls him a woman twice uh, during his rants while he storms off. And it's an unfortunate situation. Um, so they make fun of his of Uncle Ben. Uh, Flash calls his Uncle Ben a ponytail wearing uncle. Um, <clears throat> so that's ouch. So Peter glares at that, but we go home. And social anxiety disorder apparently is something that Aunt May is concerned about for Peter. Uncle Ben, this whole issue is like just this level-headed, common-sense guy. I mean, he's always been that, right? But like, they really have it pronounced here. Um, and so, there's a nice, beautiful back and forth between Aunt May and Uncle Ben. So I'll go ahead and read that. He says, will you leave the kid alone? I think it's worth investigating. Then Uncle Ben says, then leave me alone. Aunt May says, don't you worry about our little Peter? And then Uncle Ben says, no, no, I don't. He's a smart and resourceful kid. Aunt May says, but he's so quiet. Uncle Ben says, he's thinking. And then Aunt May says, I don't like it. He used to be such a happy little boy. Uncle Ben says, now he's a contemplative little man. And Aunt May finally caves and says, just like his father was. And so it's it's really nice that uh, Uncle Ben is like so defensive of Peter and, and ready to support him and, and looking at everything that Peter does in some kind of positive way um, and letting Peter just be himself. Really cool to see. Um, and Aunt May has those vibes of like the original Aunt May, like, oh no, he's sickly and there's something wrong and he's got to be taken care of and da 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 da. So we'll have to see if that continues as the uh, series goes on. Apparently, there's a rule of not reading at the dinner table. So even though this is a modern take, it's still not enough technology and, you know, like smartphone era and stuff hasn't launched yet. So we can still throw in don't read at the table, which is really fascinating. We're like in the middle of technology that we have today versus no technology of the original 60s version. Um, so it's really interesting. In terms of like computers and phones and internet, which Aunt May is going to look up the disorder on the web versus today we just say, I'll Google it or something. Um, so it just reminds you of how old you are. <laughs> you, you know, I feel old. Hey everyone, 
If you're enjoying my podcast, I'd really like it if you left a review or at least a rating. It'll help the podcast greatly so that I can continue to make the best content possible. Thanks. So now the next scene we have really looks cool. Flat uh, Harry is inside of this basement full of lab equipment and stuff. Um, and apparently this was an inherit an inheritance from Peter's father um, when he died. He left all of this stuff for Peter to use. So pretty cool. We learn how Peter's parents passed. And I forgot that this was a lingo. But uh, Harry asked, how'd your parents buy it? And at first, I was smacked in the face with, what, they purchased the stuff? And then Peter says, plane crash. And then I was like, oh, right. Buy it means how did they, you know, pass on. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, it's it, it takes some getting used to to kind of. And even back when I was reading the 60s version, it was like, oh, wow, that's what that means? Like, you kind of figured it out through context. Um, and that was about it, because you had no idea what the stuff meant. So, anyway, we, we figure out early on, okay, yes, Peter's parents died in a plane crash. Um, not a lot of details after that. We changed subjects pretty quickly. Um, then Harry addresses MJ. And says, hey, she must be down here too, right? Peter says, oh, we're just friends. And uh, Harry seems like he doesn't necessarily buy it. He gets a signature. Uh-huh. So, you know, he might think that there's something more going on. <clears throat> it's a really impactful scene that we, we get some quick backstory. We know that, okay, Peter's parents died in a plane crash. And that Mary Jane and Peter are indeed just friends. Um, so... We pick that up. Then we learn a third thing. So Peter's, Harry's asking, so what is all of this sciencey stuff? Are you going to blow the school up? Um, and unfortunately, that's still a realistic thing 20 years from now. So we're still worried schools are getting blown up. Uh, well, now shot down more like, like that. But So uh, Peter's like, no, these are just patents that his dad was working on and one, most of them he can't wrap his mind around yet. But apparently there's a, uh, and I'll quote Peter, this one was for this interesting molecular adhesive. Hmm, foreshadowing much? A molecular adhesive. I uh, wonder what he could potentially use that for. Um, so that's pretty interesting. And, uh, of course, he says that his dad couldn't finish anything because, you know, he died. It's kind of hard to do science experiments from the grave. I'm not going to say impossible. Technology is funny. But uh, we'll have to see. Harry dips. Um, he dips while Peter's, like, studying the board of, like, codes and... and um, not codes. Formulas and such. Okay, great. Next scene, we are home. Harry goes home and uh, he's he walks up to his dad in his office which is Mr. Osborne and you know he's he's asking so meanwhile Mr. Osborne's on the phone. He's talking about how people uh, the when it came to like cigarette companies 
the companies put in high levels of nicotine in there. And by the time the government figured out that it was, you know, addictive, it was too late, everyone was fixed. And so now he's comparing his wonder drug to that. And like, hey, we'll just put whatever in our thing. And if anyone says anything, we'll just deny it. So, but anyway, Harry shows up. He says, hey, dad, you know, the school is coming. My class, at least, is coming to the uh, lab tomorrow. And he was hoping for something, but he's interrupted. And uh, Osborne says, Martha, Martha, can you get this guy out of here? So now we get some dynamic between the relationship, father and son relationship between Harry and Mr. Osborne. It's not good. It's it's not it's not uh, something that we like to see, but uh, yeah. So now, next scene, we are in the laboratory, just a tour, and uh, Peter and all the rest of the classmates are there. It's interesting. I, you know, this is he randomly gets bit like during this this setup and they're showing like parts of the laboratory and the kids are walking during all of this we do not see the spider like I'm right now currently I'm scrolling through just to make sure we do not see the spider next thing you know there's a shot of Peter and just this immense pain and then we see the spider on his hand and it has bitten him and it's huge, and all the other kids are in shock. He's in shock. It's like, whoa. And he's just bit. Just like that. There is no, you know, especially in the movies, they show, like, the spider moving around as well as Peter. So you kind of get that anticipation, like, oh, my gosh, here it comes. This is it. But in the comics, they was like, we're just going to have him bit right here. Why not? <laughs> and, and I love that. I love that different take on it because it kind of, it's not how it is sometimes. You know, you just mind your business and then boop. Oh, I'm bit. So I think they really decided to give his bite a perspective of Peter. Like Peter's perspective of being bit. Where I'm just chilling, minding my own business, and then boop. Whereas like the movies kind of give you the, the third person perspective of I see the spider. I see Peter. Let's see how this goes. Um, so I guess that would be your difference. So he gets bit, he he flings the spider off of his hand. The spider lands on Mary Jane's uh breast. So that's pretty I don't I mean look, it's it's fine that it landed there, but it just so happens, you know. So she flings it off. She's saying, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. She flings it off, it lands on the ground, and Kong smashes it with his foot. He stomps on it and it dies. Peter blacks out, essentially. And uh, he blacks out. Next scene, he's in the school bus. The kids are all leaving. And uh, Aunt May is going to be ready to pick him up at the school when they get back. And they're asking, you know, how are you feeling? Peter's like, ah, I'm okay for the most part. And it's all good. And Mary Jane is like, Nothing to be embarrassed about, Peter. Could have happened to anyone. Peter says, well, how come it always, always happens to me? And yeah, I mean, you know, he's just always 
getting, you know, the short end of the stick, it feels like. So, but Mary Jane says, not always. And they cut off. So we come back. This is an interesting scene here. So we're back at the lab. And so uh, I guess the lawyer, the guy's, uh, Mr. Osborne's lawyer, or one of the lawyers, or some employee, I don't know. I don't think it's Jason. Is it Jason or Justin? Justin? Might be Justin. His hair looks different. I'm trying to remember. Um, so he comes to Osborne. He says, uh, one of your son's classmates was bitten by the double O arachnid specimen. Osborne's like, oh, great. Harry shows up and something turns to crap. What a shocker. And it's just like, wow, you really just hate your son or something. Like, geez. Like, it couldn't have possibly been your lab's fault for having the spider out in the open in the first place. Instead, you're just going to blame it on Harry bringing you bad luck. It's really messed up, but okay. Uh, so, you know, we scroll through that. And the guy says, oh, his name is Peter Parker. He was bit on the hand. Osborne's like, by the specimen. The guy's like, yes. Osborne's like, our specimen. And the guy's like, yes. Then Osborne says, why wasn't it in containment? Which is the first question you should have been asking. But whatever. Apparently they're checking on it, but the specimen was destroyed in the chaos. So Osborne says, we're just going to fly the floor manager. And she's out of here within the hour. Then he asks, what do we look, what is the deal legally? And so he's referring to what will Peter's family do? You know, if they sue. So the, the first guy, he says, if they sue, they sue the school, right? Then the lawyer, I'm guessing he's the lawyer officially. He says, if they sue, they sue us, the company. The school doesn't have any money anyway. So he recommends we either settle immediately or we start building our defense now and wait for the hit. Then the first guy says, well, it's an admission of guilt if we pay. And then Osborne's like, no, we'll pick up the tab. We'll pay for the hospital bills. And then the lawyer's like, uh, Norman, we saw, we finally get a name Norman here. Norman, I have to advise. No, let, let's go ahead and pick it up and send the fruit basket. And then he, they ask him, like, why? He says, I want to keep an eye on the boy. So Osborne's play is, we'll keep him on our good graces. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll stay cordial with Peter Parker's family. So that way he can have at least a little more of a chance to get access to, to you know, Peter's uh, reaction to the bite. You know, this is unofficially his first human subject, right? This is his first human testing run. So he's immensely curious to see how it actually unfolds. So he definitely doesn't want to um, drive a wedge between the families and stuff. He wants to be able to Feel, he wants Peter to, at some point, feel like, oh, I can go to Mr. Osborne. He's a nice guy, and he's, you know, Harry's dad, and all these different things. So, that's his play. It's interesting. Next, we see Peter in bed, 
Um, apparently, he came home and passed out immediately, which is fine. And then once again, Uncle Ben, I, Uncle Ben, in this this comic, like this ser- this uh issue, is just completely. What's the phrase people use? He's undefeated. Like he uh. So here we go. Aunt May says the Osborne people picked up the hospital bill and sent a huge basket. Then Ben says, of course they did. They think we're going to sue the pants off of them. Aunt May's like, well, are we? And then Uncle Ben's like, no, of course not. It was an accident. No harm done. Everything's fine. And then also there's Harry. He's a pal to Peter. Maybe his only one. Are we really going to ruin a kid's friendship for a couple of bucks? And that's case closed. So... Uncle Ben just is just this cool, calm, collected dude. Like, hey, we're gonna, we're fine. You know, it's not the end of the world. And that's that. So now Peter is in school and he's being trolled by some kid, uh, being comp- the big giant spider being compared to a mosquito. They're making fun of him for spazzing out with the spider thing and it's really messed up. Apparently, some rumor got out that uh, Peter vomited on Mary Jane's shoes. Mary Jane is saying no, but for some reason, they're persisting that he did. Even though the source, the alleged victim, is saying no, it's fine. It it didn't happen. It's so funny how, like, rumors start. And even if someone tries to debunk a rumor before it gets too out of hand... People are just so set that it's like, even though you are the source of the rumor, like even though you're in the rumor, we're just not going to listen to you. It's just so odd. Mary Jane ends up owning a nickname called Spew Shoes. Uh, so congrats to her. And so now here we go again. Flash and Kong are ready to bully Peter Yet again. And so the first sign of any kind of power that Peter has from a bite is his spidey sense. So it looks like Kong is about to swing and kick Peter from behind. Peter, we get a a panel that has Peter like kind of in a red, orangey, colored haze. And he's like alarmed. He's, He's on alert. He ends up dodging the kick takes the shoe and basically flips Kong over and Kong lands on the ground face first. Peter's shocked like, holy cow. And obviously it's all reflex. Reflexes that he hasn't learned how to control yet. So he's like shocked that what just happened. Um, the other kids in the hallway are like, whoa. You know, and Peter's just like, oh crap. I didn't really, what? And, uh, Peter ends up fainting. He faints after that. And we next scene, we have him in the hospital waking up, startled. They're like, oh my gosh, it's Aunt May. The doctor and a nurse are surrounding him at the bed. And, you know, it's cool. The doctor, this is weird. The doctor gets on this kick of Peter must be on drugs. Uh, specifically marijuana. 
And it's just so weird. I mean, look, at the time, you know, the war against drugs was ongoing and all of this. And DARE. Remember the acronym DARE and, and all of these things? But I, it's just so weird that the doctor would just run into this. Keep in mind the fact that this kid just got bit by this experimental spider, right? And we're just jumping immediately to drugs. It's so weird. And now he's going to... So he says, we're going to... You could tell me now, Peter, because we're going to run blood tests and urine tests. Like, he is... Fix so what if he's taking drugs? What are you gonna do? Lock him up? I mean, golly, like, huh? Peter's like, I don't know. I don't have. I didn't take anything. I don't even know where to get any. Aunt May's like, it might be his allergies with the spider bite and everything. Like she's rationally like, yo, the spider bite. Remember that? Like he might just be. It's a thing. And the doctor's like, well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> like, bro, doctor, you aren't you gonna help with this? So the doctor's kind of a dick. Uh, I don't I don't, you know. So they try to get a blood sample. The uh the needle is having the hardest time puncturing Peter's skin because obviously, you know, his situation is different now. He's no longer normal. The nurse is like, thick skin you got there. And, uh, but she manages to get some blood. And the same nurse... Now, I don't know how old the nurse is. We know Peter is about 15. The nurse looks oldish? I can't tell. We don't get a full look of her face. This entire... I'm, I'm scrolling through the panels. Yeah, we don't get a look. Oh, we do get one. Okay, she looks younger. She might be like early 20s, if I had to guess. She looks like she's early 20s. I say all of that because when she drops off the the blood uh, vial, she says, he's a cute kid. Thanks. And, uh, I mean, why would you say that? Unless, you know, but whatever. So she leaves the tray with the um, the blood sample on it. She walks away. The lab technicians are, they have their backs face, their backs are to the uh, sample. Some random guy uh, just waltz in, grabs the sample, and waltz out. And that's it. He's just gone. And no one's the wiser. So now he brings it back to the lab, this guy. He brings it back to the lab, Osborne's lab. Osborne, the guy, and I'm going to go with his name is Justin. This is the Justin guy. I don't know. And Osborne says that the Oz is killing him. So the drug that the spider had, you know, when he bit Peter, the drug, uh, I guess the drug was infused with the venom, ended up in Peter's bloodstream. And now Osborne, Norman is saying that this is killing Peter. <clears throat> and so now they're kind of saying... That because of all of this, if Peter dies, they're going to trace it back to the lab. And so that might put them, that might set them back. Their experiments, all of their work and research could be set back uh, maybe forever, right? And so 
Uh, Justin asks, how long does he have? Norman says, not long. And it's like, so he's going to die? Yes. So no matter what, he's going to die. Like, Justin is, like, emphasizing, like, so he's just dead. Osborne's like, huh, you're right. Like, he's thinking to himself, like, you're right. It's all implied because um, Osborne turns to the bald guy that, that stole the sample. He says, Shaw. And then Shaw's like, taken care of, sir. So basically, we just officially put out a hit without actually saying that we put out a hit on Peter Parker. So this next scene, this next panel is really creepy. It's uh, Peter on the left, Aunt May in the middle, and Uncle Ben on the right. Aunt May has like this, her eyebrows are raised, and she has this sinister looking, she looks flat out evil, like a witch. She looks completely evil. I don't know what happened. I don't know how this slipped by. She does not look nice. Like she looks like she will mess you up if given the opportunity. It's it's unsettling to look at. But she's talking about banana bread. And apparently she read a book that banana bread basically, specifically potassium, is fantastic for counteracting allergies. I've never liked bananas. I've also had some bad allergies. Maybe it's time to change my lifestyle. Maybe, uh... But she did make banana bread based off of the potassium thing, so... But apparently, it's only for Peter. Uncle Ben says he wants a piece. She says, nope. It's just for Peter. And Uncle Ben's not happy about it. Um, so I guess Peter eats it. I don't know. So next scene, we have Peter walking down the street. I almost went into the Arthur theme song for some reason. That was weird. Every day when you're walking down the street. But... Um, so he's walking, reading a book instead of on his phone because we're not quite 21st. We're not full-fledged 21st century. We're just the beginnings, right? This is the year 2000. So really, this is a 90s reference type of thing, right? So he's walking down the street, book in hand. There's a black SUV. Oh, just, yes, you're blending in perfectly, black SUV. And the black SUV starts rolling up behind him. We see Shaw... Uh, on the phone with Norman, and he says, I have a visual. And then uh, Norman's like, green light, go for it. Make sure it's done. Let's, you know, take care of it. And so what they're basically trying to do is if they kill Peter before he dies of the serum, then we can just say, oh, Peter died. And then it'll never be traced back to Osborne and his, his company. That's why they're going to try to kill Peter here. Um, I mean, they, and they kind of, to cert, to a certain extent, they have the, this moral, like they have this morality of, well, he's going to die anyway, so it's fine to kill him. Um, it's like a dark morality thing. So they're going to go and try to kill him off here. So Shaw speeds floors it like we see a shot of the tires have like sparks i guess some kind of yellow thing coming from them and he's ready to just run peter over he's coming from behind he's gonna run peter over but once again peter's spider sense goes off he basically 
backflips over the speeding car and lands. And the funny part is he's worried about the guy that just nearly ran him over. So he's about to approach like, are you okay? The guy, Shaw, is about to pull out a gun. He's pulling out a gun out of his jacket. He'll just shoot him and, and that's it. Peter almost makes it to shooting range. But then his senses go off yet again and he runs off. And that's it. Just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for the comments. Just thank you. All right, carry on. So then, next scene, Osborne wants an update. He says, report. Shaw's like, you're not going to believe this. And then we get a pan, we get another shot of Osborne on the phone. There's no speech bubble or anything. So I'm guessing Shaw's explaining what happened. So then Osborne's like, never mind, abort. And then um, he, uh, Shaw's like, are you sure I could follow him to his home and take care of it or whatever? And uh, Osborne's like, no, abort. I want to study him. Not kill him. So Osborne goes back to, let's keep an eye on him. That was amazing. I wonder what more he can do, right? Like, this is incredible. This drug could really, you know, it might not do what we originally intended for it to do, but it could still be radical. So he's hoping, you know. Peter gets home. He's like, what the heck is going on? I mean, what the heck is going on? He's bugging. He's bugging mainly because, and he, we so we get some flashback, many flashback panels where he's putting the pieces together. He gets bit by a spider. Then we see another one where he's flipping Kong over. Then we see another one, the spider's on his hand. Then we see him flipping, uh, doing a backflip with the car, the SUV. Then he comes to a conclusion. He says, I knew the van was coming for me. I knew it before I saw it. Right? So he goes on the computer. He starts typing in some things. He types in spiders. And we get some information, some really basic, basic information about spiders. And I like how the uh, issue, you know, the writers, they decided to kind of give us a background, some backstory about spiders. We already heard the Greek mythology thing, but now we learn a little bit more about actual spiders. So we see that. Peter pricks his finger with a thumbtack, gets some blood, studies in the microscope or whatever. And uh, then there's a paragraph in his research that says, spiders have a good developed feeling me mechanism that makes them capable of detecting movements of, and then it cuts out. So it seems to imply that spiders, you know, have that sixth sense and they can just sense movement in a certain way. Um, but we never finished the paragraph. But Peter is absolutely fascinated. He's looking outside. And then Aunt May is like, Peter, get up here now. So apparently, as the scene unfolds, we basically learn that Peter didn't go to school. He was probably on his way to school, 
almost died, and then went into the lab to do some research about what the heck happened to his body, and lost track of time, and here we go. Um, so that's pretty much what happens in this, in this scene. Um, but I love this bit. So if you've seen The Amazing Spider-Man, the first movie, this, this will remind you of that. <clears throat> so they send Peter to his room. And, uh, Uncle Ben's like, kid had a rough week. Aunt May's like, I know. Uh, then Uncle Ben says, this too shall pass. Aunt May says, I know. Maybe I'll bring him some banana bread later. <laughs> and Uncle Ben says, putting him in his room is punishment enough. <laughs> oh, good grief. I don't know how bad the banana bread was, but Uncle Ben, you were asking for a piece of it before. So now you turned into, well, if I can't have it, I'll just pretend like it wasn't good in the first place. That kind of pettiness. So it's interesting. I don't know how good Aunt May's cooking is, um, but several occasions throughout, like, reading comics and stuff and watching movies, it seems like she's not that good of a cook. I wonder if Uncle Ben is, and if he's not, then where are they getting good food from? But I guess that's another story for another day. So, uh, next scene, we get a very quiet scene. There's only a couple of speech bubbles in this scene. Peter's in bed. He wakes up probably from a dream. We don't really know. Could have been from a dream. He looks at the time. It's 4.12 a.m. He looks up at the ceiling. He's kind of in thought. Then he starts crawling the wall. Starts crawling the wall. He's uh, on the ceiling upside down. He says, whoa, cool. And that's the end of the issue. Um, so, initial thoughts. Great origin story, right? We have, we, we get the backstory of Peter is bullied, excessively bullied. I mean, gee whiz, food thrown at your face, kicked in the butt. It's awful. Um, <clears throat> he gets bit. And we see some slight, slight uh, signs of something has happened because of this bite, right? It's hard to prick his skin. Um, he apparently can react to things before they actually happen. Um, and he can crawl on walls. That's all we know about his abilities right now. Uh, we also know that we might have the grounds for his web shooting, this molecular adhesive as he calls it um so i wonder how that's going to uh show up mary jane seems like a good friend who's ready to stand up for her her buddy peter harry seems to also be somewhat of a friend but wants to keep his social profile so he's kind of uh straddling the fence as they say uncle ben is the man Aunt May has traces of the original Aunt May in her, which is unfortunate. Um, all in all, it's a good issue. You know, it's a good issue. It did what it was supposed to do. I thought that it, it moved very nicely. Uh, the pace was good. 
it didn't waste any space. Like every, just about everything that anyone said had a purpose, right? And it meant something. Um, so it was good, you know? That, that's what you want. That's what you want it to be. So that is it, guys. That is uh, the ultimate comics thing. Um, as I go forward and I do more reviews and, and read-throughs, just, you know, like, you guys, just let me know uh, what seems to work. Did this work? Like, me going through page by page, basically, was that ideal for you? Or would you rather I just kind of summarize a lot more? Um, and I'm I'm probably going to mix some things up and try different things as we go along. But this was just our first run. Kind of see where it takes us from there. Uh, and, of course, next week we will do uh, the next episode. The next episode. The next issue, number two. Um which is called, what's it called? Growing Pains. So that kind of implies that with these new powers, he's going to have to learn how to deal with them, how to navigate them, and, and make sure that they're under control so he can still function as a somewhat normal person. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, guys. Thank you so much for the support. Thanks for uh, listening in. Thanks for stopping by. And I can't wait to see, you know, what uh, what happens, you know, later in the, uh, the series. I mean, it's been a while since I've read the comics. So some of the stuff I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so I can't wait to kind of go over those finer details that make this this entire series, this entire universe so great. So. Thanks for listening and keep swinging. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep swinging.